Thoughts on Apple's quarterly earnings call. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Text Expander by Smile, the makers of world-class software. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and download your free demo. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Tuesday night. That means it's Mac Voices Live. We are live on YouTube uh, at Mac Voices TV on YouTube. We'd love to have you join us there. Come on in uh, to the chat, throw your comments, questions, thoughts at us, and we will respond like a bunch of trained seals or something like that. Um, Monkeys. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Sorry, that just came right off the top of my head. Um, So tonight, we are just a few hours after Apple announced its quarterly financial results, and that's going to be our primary topic. And I want to go around the room, introduce you to everyone who's here and who is going to share their wisdom. Uh, So taking my screen, like I always do, first up, Mr. Jay Miller is back. Jay, good to have you. I mean, seals are pretty dumb animals. I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, they can bounce a ball on their nose. But other than, oh, that's right. This is this podcast, isn't it? Hey, how's it going, Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> uh, Frank Petrie is here, and he did not get a haircut. Frank, good to see you. Uh, well, thank you. Well, it was, it's pleasant to be somewhere. Yep. Okay. David Ginsburg is here uh, from the Chicago area. David, is it warm as warm out there as it is here in central Pennsylvania? It is. How are you, Chuck? And uh, yes, it's been uh, mid 90s all uh, all the last few days. And I've been happy sitting in the air conditioning, staying cool. Ought to be said for an office job at times. Yeah. Yes. Mike Schmitz has joined us. Mike, it's been a while since you've been here. Good to have you. It's true. The stars align. So I figured I better show up even if uh the financial stuff is not exactly my wheelhouse it's good to hang out with everybody again yeah well i'm sure you have some thoughts on it so you know that that makes sense jim ray is here as well jim welcome i remember haircuts (laughs) from the from the olden times the before times okay (laughs) does does this mean you don't don't get them or don't need them. Um, no, he's I, always wearing hats. Hmm. That's why I don't. Um, yeah, my wife's been cutting my hair, but I haven't hmm. been to a haircut place. Okay. In fact, well, I noticed the haircut place I go is not there anymore. Well, if you weren't going, maybe that's what put him out of business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everyone wasn't going. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Last but absolutely not least, and with a background that is uh, indicative of our first topic, Mr. Mark Fuccio. Mark, good to have you back. Hi, Chuck. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, And I have no hair appointment uh, scheduled for Tuesday, 11 a.m. a week from today. So we can close the loop on that discussion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure your barber appreciates the support. Yes, yes. (laughs) So... Apple made a boatload of money again, uh, and it's just amazing. This is another record quarter. Oh. They beat the estimates. Yeah, yeah. Mark is yawning because he's bored. <laughs> just um, half the people left chat room. Yeah, well, you know, but there's there's something here that I want to to. I'm stealing from nine to five Mac, um, but. Uh, the categories, iPhone up 49.7% year over year. 
Uh, Mac up 16.38% year over year. iPad up 12% year over year. Wearables, home, and accessories up 36.12% year over year. And services up 32.9% year over year. I mean, that's kind of amazing, I think. Uh, even if last year was a pandemic year, this the, these are quarterly results. And that's just staggering. And I didn't even talk about the 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 the, the B the B numbers the billion numbers that go along with those I was as impressed with with the percentages as anything anybody feel the same way about that so I haven't looked at the stock go down oh yeah yes it did it's tradition of course, <laughs> of course. yes it does did. the sun come up in the morning the most interesting but, thing to me as a Mac nerd is that the last four quarters have been the highest quarters for the Mac ever, which I think even a year ago, people were questioning whether Apple was even committed to the Mac anymore because iPhone was the thing that was making all the money. Services were the thing that were making all the money. And um, Tim, Tim Cook even called out that the reason that that was, was because of the M1, the transition to the M1 chips. And I feel like if there was going to be a transition period where you wouldn't really see the effect of those new chips yet, it would, it, we would still be in it with this right. like version one M1. But I think it's what we're seeing from the results there where uh, they are obviously making a, a ton of money from the, the Macs because they're saving the, the money, having to outsource the chips. But we're about to see a, a really big increase in the the uh, performance as well i think it's a very exciting time to be a mac user <laughs> the, the other thing though um mike that that i think i agree with you about the transition and what strikes me is really interesting about that is that really the imac finally just just got an m1 i mean other than that it's been the the low-end laptops and the the mini which Everybody can kind of debate what category that fits in, but it hasn't mm-hmm. been the, the the big iMacs um, or the MacBook Pros. So I would agree with you that you would think that that would almost be a tentative part of the transition, and yet they're flying out the door like hotcakes. So very Even small anecdotal evidence here, but I bought a, a decked out 16-inch MacBook Pro in February of 2020. Maxed Uh-oh. out the RAM, maxed out the hard drive, maxed out the processor, and replaced it in December of 2020 with an M1 Mac Mini for about 600 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> this thing runs circles around my decked out <laughs> MacBook Pro, which kind of boggles my mind even to think about it. So I agree, like we're just seeing the entry level stuff, the performance level stuff, and like yeah. the 16 inch MacBook Pro replacement. That's really where we're going to see a lot of a big performance jump, but even with this low end one, it's so much faster. It's ridiculous. I have a friend that has the same machine. He's a uh, video editor and he, two years ago, he bought this and he's, he's phenomenal in using Premiere. Um, He doesn't know what to do. And I keep telling him, I said, dude, you spent all that money. Now someone down the road is going to say, Hey, Three thousand bucks for something that runs like that may not well, be bad. Another interesting thing is, you know, 
the average price of the machines is probably a lot lower than it was two years ago. Apple doesn't release quantities, only numbers. So the, the revenue number is way up, even though the price of the machine, look, Mike is saying I, I replaced, you know, what your 16 inch was probably close to three, four grand and you replaced it with a $600 computer. Yeah. Um, and yet Apple's revenue is significantly up. So the numbers of units must just be incredible. And I think the iMac probably only showed up for maybe the last two weeks of this quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably that's about right. I mean, yeah, there was, I mean, quarter two was 70% increase over, over year over year, but then this quarter was only 16% year over year. So, you know, there obviously was a big peak when then ones came out in the second quarter. And you know, kind of leveled out to this quarter as far as the, the year over year. Well, now everybody's looking forward to the next iteration and the iteration beyond that, the yeah. larger iMac, what's the MacBook Pro 16 or whatever size it ends up being. But wasn't you know. the year Actually, ago I, quarter I, big because of the pandemic? Isn't this 16% over a year ago quarter that was also a record? That's correct. That's mm -hmm. correct. Yeah, because I think the some of these you know, quarter to quarter comparisons are are a little maybe misleading because yeah. uh, you know. Well, no, I'm talking some, about year ago quarter. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, quarter, was... quarter, quarter. Sorry, I meant to say quarter to quarter. You know, which is year, which is which is by default. You know, sort of a standard one year time period. If it's quarter to the meeting preceding quarter, people refer that as sequential quarter. So, I think everybody's correct so far in their use of their language. But uh, certainly, you know, last year in uh, in the June quarter, you know, Apple, you know, really, you know, had a huge huge result for both uh, Macs and iPads. And mm -hmm. the fact that is that's that is only sixteen percent this year. Um, you know, that uh, that's really very well, especially since there's a little bit of noise out there that uh, they're saying that uh, for the June quarter, that the PC unit growth is going to be up uh, around 10 or 11 percent. So, you know, if that's true, you know, Apple is uh, handily beating the overall market growth. And I think I think part of the reason is I think they're stealing share away from uh, a lot of Windows people. I know this past quarter, a cousin of mine who has long had an iPhone, who has long had an iPad, uh, you know, finally got tired of her Windows machine breaking and asked me what to do. And I told her, buy a MacBook Air. And she did. And uh, she's amazed at how light it is and how fast yes. it is. <laughs> I've seen yeah. a lot of people say using uh, Microsoft 365 on iPad <clears throat> is a valid experience. It is. Sure. I mean, depending on what level you're using it at and what hardware you're using it with. Are you using a keyboard with it and, and a mouse or? Well, you know, I'm but, sure. If, yeah. Yeah. But then we're into the question of, you know, what are you doing with it? So um, I want to I want to make sure I welcome the chat room and catch up with some of their comments. Um, so, guys, welcome. Good to have you all. Um, so Webb Web pointed out that um, Apple stock was down 222 and closed at 146.77. Be really right. interesting to see what happens tomorrow morning. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul brought up um, that this is because of government free money that put the icing on the cake for Apple, which, yeah, yeah I don't know, Frank. I mean, mm. or uh, Paul, excuse me. I, I I don't know. That's that would lead. lighten your finger. On I mean, the trigger, I, mean but I still it, don't I, think it'll get you to pull it. It may be there may be some extent of truth to that, but it's it's hard to know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, actually, it's knowable if you want to spend tens of thousands of dollars you know, to go out and do uh, some research. But, uh, you know, I don't know that uh, it's worth spending that money to figure out the answer to that question. I buy an, I buy an, I, uh, I, an iMac first. Screw if there's the any stimulus influence, in my, just in my opinion on this, it's we're at the end of a school year where for the first time ever, a bunch of parents were like, oh, crap, my kid is in the living He's room home. with like the rinkiest, uh, like the dinkiest of machines, because that's all we had available. Um, we've got a little bit of extra money. It, we might be going back into this online class thing, or people might be doing hybrid college for the first time. Right. Um, let's let's try to be a little bit more prepared this time. Maybe we we help, you know, Cindy or, or whoever, you know, with a cool graduation present of a of a MacBook Air. Um, I I don't I don't think people were just like free money, buy iPads. Like I don't I don't think that's the uh, yeah. anybody's intent, at least not anybody that I know that was, you know, really relying on that, especially when, you know, it's interesting how Apple's, Apple's earnings went up, but we still have, you know, if you look at the landscape of employment, especially in the U.S., it's like, there's a lot of questions that have to be asked about that. So I don't know if I can correlate the two of, you know, free government cheese to, to iPads for everyone. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Smile, the makers of Text Expander for Mac, iPhone, and iPad. Text Expander is the best way to get more productive with your Mac. A few keystrokes can correctly enter your phone number, your address, a paragraph of text, or a page of code into whatever you're working on. And it does it the first time and every time, correctly and in a flash. That means no more fat-fingering information that you know so well. You do that by setting up what Text Expander calls snippets. You set the content of the snippet, you decide what keystrokes or phrase you will use to trigger your snippet, and you're done. Your snippet is now ready to use. If you're a one-person operation, that can be an incredible time saver. But if you're in business, Text Expander's value jumps exponentially. Now, when a team member uses your snippet, not only do you get accuracy, but also consistency for whatever your snippet is about. A service call response, a text support answer, Text Expander makes sure that what you once said is what is said. Find out how Text Expander can make a difference for you and for your business at TextExpander.com slash podcast. Click the link now and you can be starting to tap the power of Text Expander in just a few minutes. TextExpander.com slash podcast. Check it out. Thanks to Smile, the makers of Text Expander, for their support of Mac Voices. Is doomed. <laughs> but anyway, Chuck, did the, the did the person have a follow-on question? I think people jumped, you know, jumped on you right away. And it sounds like there was more of a question or comment coming. No, he just said he doesn't lie. So I <laughs> since when, Paul? Um no, the, no, I, I I but I think I think Jay brings up a really interesting point because there is definitely something going on in the US employment market. And I'm not, I can't speak for around the world, but I know I've seen it and talked to a lot of people across the country and the same things from Massachusetts to, to California, you know, people are reassessing their, their employment and the, the way that they are employed and how they're employed, what they're doing and where they're doing it. Part of me can't help but wonder if some of this isn't being, some of, of what we're seeing with Apple 
and maybe with PCs, might not be driven by people preparing this to uh, to change their employment or adapt to a new hybrid model or working from home because they can't do it with what they've had up to this point. You know who's not preparing for that? Apple. They're not letting anybody work from home. Well, not not so far, not so far. But uh, Jay, to be fair though, you know what they proposed was a hybrid model. I mean, they they were they say they're saying they want people back in the office, but they also were giving them options to work. What was it, two or three days a week from home? Three, three. Okay, so you know, yeah, that's that is going to be an, an interesting you know part of it. Well, um, if you move to Utah in the past year, then that's probably not going to work for you. It's funny. I know a couple high tech execs who work at uh, you know large uh, large companies here in the in, in, in the Bay Area, and they've just one's moved to Hawaii and one's moved to Southern California and just haven't told their employers. They're just uh, they're just doing it. So yeah, I, I know <laughs> yeah, that there are people that make them a point of reckoning. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, Mark, I mean, we're a little bit off topic, but, you know, as it relates to the technology to support this, um, you know, it may be something that people are going to start to demand. Um, I know in at least one industry that that I'm involved with, you know, trying to find good people, experienced people, qualified people is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, by going to a virtual or hybrid model, and, and especially a virtual model, all of a sudden now I don't have to hire within 50 yard, 50 yards, 50 miles of, of my office. I can, you know, I can hire from Canada. I can hire from Mexico. I can hire anywhere as long right. as the time zones line up. So well, we've talked about that before that you have no more travel costs. You don't have hotel costs. You don't have per diem and all yeah, that stuff. Right. You can cut that back. Even if you go to a three day thing. If right. You can so shave I think thirty percent off of that. You're you're doing well. Yeah. Right. Again, but I the three day thing still means that you have to live within driving distance of true the building. True. Right. But I mean, if you're going to have a meeting with some other corporation that you're maybe in the hoots of either working with or trying to obtain, you don't have to go out there. But I guess there's two tracks to this conversation. One is, you know, one is uh, that Jay said and uh, Jim's just, you know, uh, you know, underscoring is the Apple specific commute policy. And then there's the other one that Chuck opened up of, you know, overall, you know, will companies be requiring it? So, you know, we should we we should be careful on which track we're addressing our comments to. And and to bring this back around, I mean. This shift in the landscape, I mean, we were we were having a great conversation before we started recording, uh, Chuck and David and I were talking about the administrative infrastructure for the Mac ecosystem of, you know, things like Jamf now being a thing and being able to, you know, do more. I, I've been out of the IT space for six years now. So for me, like I'm used to like you have this giant you know, firewall and intrusion detection system that's running. And then basically you have spyware on each of your, you know, employees machines that tattle on you every time you do something bad on your little windows machine. Now, a lot of people are saying, Hey, not only do I want to work from home, I want to use the tools that I'm most comfortable with at home, which means we need to invest in Macs. We need to make sure that if we do have Macs, we own the, the company owns the machine. So the company can install their software on it, which means, 
a lot of MacBooks get bought, you know, bringing, bringing those record sales in. And right now when you can get away with buying, you know, your employee an $800 MacBook Air, sure. If I'm a company owner and it's like either $5,000 per, you know, in device or, you know, $1,500 once you do the whole business license and stuff, I go $1,500 every time. Well, hasn't the let employees you choose Macs been kind of a growing thing for been like five years at least? Or yeah, I think in some industries, but not all. Right? Yeah, not every. But I mean, a growing thing is what he said. Certainly not everywhere, but that predated the pandemic. I think. I I think it's opened up to more companies now because of the pandemic. Like they didn't have much of a choice because they didn't have the infrastructure in place anyway. Okay, so it's a BYOD thing. Go ahead, David. I said companies like IBM, companies like SAP, companies like Walmart, companies like uh, Starbucks. I I I saw all this when I went to the Jamf User Conference years ago and talked talked a lot of these these the people from these companies, and that's what they've done. IBM created a, a IBM at work, a Mac at work uh, tool. All all the all the, the the new brand brand new hire has to do is turn on the computer. Uh, and boot it up. It's going it, to use your sign in they give you, and then you sign in. Everything installs. You don't even have to think about it. They've, they've made the, the user experience so much easier, and they wrote their own tool and, and work with Champ in, in the process. And now, now IBM's got something like one hundred fifty thousand Macs in their environment. I mean, who, who, who'd have thought an IBM, a company like IBM, to have Macs and that many of them? But it's it's famous, the same way. Right. And famously, you know, IBM has documented you know their cost savings. Yeah. On you know, IT report and the ratio of you know number of IT people for Windows versus Macs and mm-hmm. you know, overall uh, you know it's a, it's a huge cost savings you know and for, for a company that's struggling to grow that rely, relies on you know, cost cutting and efficiency to produce earnings you know that's uh, that's very important and that that characterizes sure. IBM. Yep, I mean um, I, I want I want to bring the chat room back into this too. Um, Paul says he can see some of this in his business. Webb says he's dealing with the same back to the office question in his business as well. Um, and Webb also said, and this is interesting, especially to, probably to David and me, um, that he that their cyber insurance has gone up significantly due to the work from home model and the additional vulnerability. Yeah. Which, you know, that opens up a lot of questions about, you know, just how prepared are a lot of these companies for this and what will they have to do to get prepared if, if well, as this develops, because it's going to develop. Regardless of the platform you have, I mean, even, even when, when someone's working from home, we have to, we have to be very, uh, you have to be very restrictive. Of, okay, does this person get a printer or not? Okay, so printing documents, you're, you're, you're opening up, you uh, cyber risk right there i mean uh, any, any proprietary information we don't have any uh, companies don't have any control of this at all um so that's that you, you have that problem um and then as far as the it's part of the support you know it's it's already a challenge as it is to do it remotely because uh, whenever i work on a computer you know if the computer has complete failure then you have two options you, you meet me at the office or you ship it to me so you still have that same problem um, when it comes to that uh, but but going back to this, the cyber, the cyber issue, yeah, it, that's really where a lot of companies are just very, very worried uh, that they're, you know, they're going to, they could potentially have some losses because, uh, because of that. Yeah, I wanted to respond to to something Jim said. Um, you know, yeah, I, Jim, I think there was, you know, the option to choose Mac or PC, but 
the other thing that was happening and, and was huge was and is bring your own device. So, you know, that I can work on my laptop, my laptop, not not the company's, but mine. Right. So we have I think security that issues. was starting before the pandemic, but the pandemic oh, has yeah. probably accelerated it. Yeah. So I guess the bottom line, all this is that the Apple earnings report is really a yawner, another record. Yeah. Well, sort, sort of. <laughs> Nothing sort to of say. Move along. I, well, I did sort of <laughs> did find it interesting. You guys are sharing stories of like the IBM 150,000 machines and, and Apple specifically called out a couple of those, like the Italian gas company, <laughs> you know, where they were trying to paint a picture of like, hey, look, you could do this with your company, too, because there's these other big companies doing it. And I thought that was kind of strange because I don't see how that scales to make any sort of meaningful impact. Going back to Jay's story, like you maybe know somebody who buys a nice graduation gift because they need something at what they've been using is so old they have to upgrade it but that seems like such a very small data point when you look at the numbers that apple is dealing with well and yeah. we've been talking a lot about ibm and these big companies my my wife works for a company of 10 people you know and and for them it, they've been providing their own devices and everything like that so when you have you know 20, 30 extra new small businesses open, opening up in every city, you know, per month. And each of those small businesses, well, they need some type of device and they've been, you know, working for the man, you know, for so long now, it's like, I'm going to get my own device. I'm going to get my PPP loan and, and buy myself a Mac mini and be off to the races. I'm going to use the devices that I want in my own little small business. And I mean, again, when, you know, someone mentioned, you know, all of the security implications of this, we're still in the world where the perceived notion is that if I'm operating on an Apple device, my device is inherently safer. So when someone says, I don't want to take a lot of risks, I want to, I got money to spend, let me spend it. They're probably going to go with the easy to manage small business choice, which right now Apple's winning. Yep. And is the, well, let's is, turn. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I, I was just going to say let's let's bring this back to you know something on uh, today's call, which is you know at the end they were asking about uh, guidance, and uh, you know both Tim and Luca indicated that you know they expect, uh, or maybe it was just Luca, you know that uh, they're expecting you know strong double digit growth uh, through the rest of the year. So uh, you know I don't know how many times I heard the word double digit growth, double digit growth. Uh, they, need a verbal, they need a verbal text expander snippet for it because it came up so many times. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, uh, but you know, that, that again, that's uh, to me, that's signs that you know, this is uh, uh, this is a wave with uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of water you know, and depth behind it. It's not just uh, you know, a short term thing you know, driven by uh, the uh, pandemic. So, um, you know, it's really interesting that you know, they. Clearly, they haven't been given guidance since uh, the pandemic struck, I guess, in mass quarter, March quarter last year. But the fact that they're confidently making uh, statements about uh, continuing to see uh, strong growth around the world and at the same time saying, oh, and it's, you know, it can be restricted due to component shortages, you know, which is another sign that there's huge demand out there that they may not be able to lead, sorry, to uh, to fulfill uh, leading into, you know, good setup for revenue in the following quarter. So I think overall, it's a very, very you know, positive. Sorry, I, I may have muted myself at the end there. Just to summarize, overall, you know, they had a great quarter and uh, 
you know, sort of their their body language, if you want to, you know, generalize that to just sort of the language they were saying, uh, they seem positive about uh, what's coming up uh, for the next two quarters ahead. As you can tell, our discussion of Apple's quarterly earnings results took us down some interesting side discussions and maybe a a little bit broader perspective on uh, a variety of things that Apple's involved in. And that continues in the next edition of Mac Voices. And I hope you'll join us then because I think you will find some of the observations very, very interesting. So until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.